Okay, we're going live. Hi, we're here on Pride Pages podcast, and I'm here with with Jerry Pergolesi with Costago Vacation Rentals. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> this is great. And so, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. Um, we're just gonna jump right into the action with pride pages podcast what is your coming out story or something about when you first came out jerry i'm just gonna like throw it out there oh well um uh, well thanks uh, i can just quickly say thank you for doing this i i know we just had a quick conversation i thank you so much for doing this uh thank for what you're doing for the community and for a small business that's just getting started um Actually, I'm I'm one of those folks that uh, I, I'm a Gen X person. So, um, and I'm like at the beginning of Gen X kind of uh, thing. And so, um, I came out quite late um, in uh, in life. Uh, it, it wasn't until I was about thirty, and um, and I I guess like you could say I kind of came out in a big way because what I did was I showed up at a at a Christmas. Uh, reunion things with my uh, boyfriend, <laughs> now husband. Um, so, uh, so, and you know, it's kind of one of those things where, um, uh, you know, uh, it, it was funny. I, the reaction I got was kind of like, eh, I kind of, I kind of knew, you know, which is I, that's not a new story or anything uh, for a lot of people my age. The, uh, you know, that's that. Well, we kind of suspected, we kind of knew, we kind of thing, and so this is just a bit of a confirmation. Um, I grew up in a, in a city called Windsor that's just outside of Detroit. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a very, you know, it's Midwestern and so on. So I just didn't feel comfortable doing that, uh, coming out. And, um, while I was really there and it wasn't until I moved to Toronto that I felt I could, um, really, uh, you know, kind of be myself. And the funny thing was, is I moved to Toronto to do graduate work and, um, uh, and I thought to myself as I was, as, as I, once I got my acceptance letter to the university of Toronto, I was like, Oh, I'll come out right away. I'll, I'll move to Toronto. I'll come out and that'll be great. And all that. And then like not a day later, a friend of mine who I did my undergraduate with at the university of Windsor calls up and says, Hey, I heard you got into university of Toronto. I said, yeah, he goes, uh, me too. Let's be roommates. And I'm thinking, great. Now I can't come out again. <laughs> so for the entire time like we're, that we were together in Toronto as roommates, I was back in the closet. And so, you know, and so anyways, it was just one of those situations where it's like, oh, my goodness gracious. And I, I got to say, you know, now um, uh, uh, it's great to see it's great to see young people coming out at any age because I knew when I was when I was a very young boy, I knew. Uh, flat out that I was, you know, different or whatever. And um, so it was one of those things that, you know, you struggle with from a very early age and then for me right into adulthood. So, you know, now the, there's another part of me that, you know, wants, wants to know that there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, teenagers in their room crying relentlessly to Madonna and, <laughs> You need, to, you need to feel that kind of pain that I felt. Got it. But, you know, it's it's great to see that, that that's not necessary. Now, there's that. And then there's also in the environment that we're in these days with so many people uh, taking shots 
at uh, LGBTQ people. Uh, can, can you say can we say queer on the on the on the yeah. podcast? Oh, oh, absolutely. That's the Q in LGBTQ. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, well, there was a time where, where it was only LGBT. I know. And say Q. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, it's great. It's it's great. And but it but it makes me think to myself because you know I felt so uh, um, apprehensive about coming out into my even into my adulthood, and now we're very supportive of people coming out at any age. Um. It's it's also kind of really alarming to see how people are still uh, still quite um, I don't know what's the word to say but uh, still quite uh, um, offended by us our ex our existence and and so um, you know so that, that so actually that's what makes something like this even that much more this this podcast that you're doing that much oh, more absolutely. important. Yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely. I've got a friend who's actually coming out this weekend and I'm, um, you know, and I was also a, a person who came out late. I came out in my mid thirties, so I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about living in Palm Springs as LGBTQ and what it means to you to be a part of the community, whether that's Palm Springs or LGBTQ or all of the above. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, uh, real quickly, I might kind of jump ahead a little bit, but we ended up in Palm Springs because we moved our business down here. Um, and we chose Palm Springs decidedly because, um, it was so, uh, supportive of LGBTQ businesses. Um, so, uh, what we did was we opened a, a small hotel here in uh, Palm Springs. That was, again, it was, it was a gay owned and operated and for gay travelers specifically and exclusively for gay travelers. Um, and uh, so um, we chose that because there, there's a few, there's these, these, you know, uh, small privately owned uh, LGBTQ hotels uh, exist and all over the place uh, in Palm Springs, there was, there's quite a lot of them. There was a point in time where I think Palm Springs had, the most LGBTQ hotels per capita in all of uh, the United States, at least. And um, so uh, we just felt that this was a, a great place to be in terms of uh, a business environment and the um, and just the support of having uh, that kind of camaraderie amongst all the different hotels that are that were like hotels. And the, the other thing about Palm Springs was uh, it's the small hotels that built Palm Springs. Uh, it has there's about 70, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, wow. 70. Oh, 70 hotels that are under 50 rooms in Palm Springs. Mm. Yeah. And so and that those are the hotels that built Palm Springs. And we wanted to be part of that. Like whether it was, whether it was part of the queer community uh, or whether it was just part of that small hotel thing. So there's a lot there, like the whole mid-century thing, the whole, uh, you know, that, uh, that Hollywood mystique and all that. It was all great stuff. One, and, but one of the main things, uh, like actually the little clincher for us was that um, at the time uh, we're Canadian, we were, um, and we, uh, you know, uh, we were migrating over, uh, California recognized our marriage. Like they actually said, okay, you know, because, you know, when you, 
when you own real estate, you, <laughs> you, have, to, you have to take some of that stuff into consideration. So the, basically all of the, all of the things uh, pointed towards like uh, uh, being here. And then I also have to say that Palm Springs is as a, a, it's a small city, which is great. It's lovely to be in a small city, um, but it's very cosmopolitan because a lot of people come here from other big cities. So you have like, if, you know, basically if you, when you run into someone from Palm Springs, you say, Oh, you live in Palm Springs. Yeah. Well, where are you from? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> everybody's a transplant. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, like, it's, it's when, when you finally find someone that was like born and raised in, then you're like, wow, you're, you're kind of a unicorn. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but you know, it, it's great uh, because uh, you know, the city, I would say, I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's a quite higher percentage of, of homeowners here are LGBTQ. Um, the city council at one at one time was completely uh, queer, and um, and and so you know it, it's a bit of a joke. I can't remember where it was on, but I remember someone it was on some television show, and they said uh, in Palm Springs it's the gays and grays who run it, and so for us that was. <laughs> It's just, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. They say it's where, it's where the gays go to die and that's terrible. And I just think, oh, <laughs> yeah, now no offense to Florida because they call that God's waiting room, but that's God's waiting room for the other people. <laughs> <laughs> and Palm Springs, if it has to be God's waiting room for the, for the queer set, that that's perfectly fine with me. So yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I did a little bit of Facebook stalking on you and I saw that you're a musician. I want to hear a little bit about it. Tell me something. Oh, um, okay. Well, uh, you know, the funny thing is, I guess that's kind of part of my coming out story. One of the reasons why I didn't really come out late in life was because I was a working musician and, um, uh, for, uh this doesn't sound great, but, um, there is still a lot of uh, intrinsic homophobia in the music world and because of the world that i worked in which was which is uh a lot of people would just you know lump into the category of classical but it's really contemporary experimental music um it's very it it you know it's very uh uh male oriented um you know uh so i'm not sure if anybody who's watching the podcast would uh know uh, some uh, musical artists like John Cage or so on. I mean, it's the same some queer name. So John Cage or Pauline Oliveros, uh, Lou Harrison. Um, and I say Lou Harrison because we're very close. We're very close proximity to Joshua Tree, where Lou Harrison built a house, and and uh, and now there's a foundation that runs the Harris Harrison House. And um, and and they all had different experiences as 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 queer artists in in the kind of musical world that that we live in, like the experimental music world, experimental concert music, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but I, I also grew up kind of in in playing in rock bands, and you know you can't be you can't be the gay drummer in a rock band, you know, not at least not where I grew up, you know, at, at that yeah. time. No, wasn't a good idea. It was an easy way to get fired. <laughs> You know, and actually I did get fired one time from a band. They kind of were, they, you know, they kind of skirted around the issue, but like we real, we found out you're, we kind of, we suspect that you're, you're gay. So we can't have you in the band because it just makes, it makes for, it's, 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 it's a lot of extrapolating you have to do to get to the, 
to to kind of uh, and conjecture, but the I, the connotations are that uh, well, if your drummer's gay, then you guys are all a bunch of fags. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, people said it. It's true. I mean, like yeah. I can remember growing up, and people quietly said that about George Michael. Like they didn't want to like. Is it true? Is it not true? Yeah. I remember that. I mean, yeah. that was in our our time. Yeah, and so if you're a musician who is, you know, in a working band and all of a sudden one of your, the one of the members of the band is either suspected of being gay and all of a sudden rumors start about you, well then no bar owner is going to hire you because all of a sudden the bar becomes a gay bar. In fact, that kind of thing happened in, in Windsor where like a bar got a reputation as being a gay bar and they, and they were just a neighborhood bar and they had to kind of close down after a while. But so I just didn't feel comfortable. That was part of my coming out. I didn't feel comfortable. Then also going into studying, uh, you know, I did study at universities as a musician and it's not, not the most comfortable environment to come out in. At least it wasn't when I was going through that process. Um, and that, that's changed and it's very different now. And I'm so happy that it is because now that's being celebrated. So when I did finish university, I started this group. If you went onto my Facebook group, you'll see the little uh, the linked over to uh, Contact New Music. And, uh, and Contact is, uh, we have a big giant Q in there <laughs> for a good reason. So, you know, we spell it C-O-N-T-A-Q-T. And um, so at the time that I started that group, uh, doing the kind of experimental music that we were doing, uh, and this is we're based in Toronto. Um, the uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, queer representation in music, and and we were just talking earlier how you know the Q wasn't in the LGBTQ for the longest time. So even when we started doing this kind of work, uh, we had to say LGBT so that we didn't offend the heterosexual people that we were appealing to for funding and so on. Because if we used the Q, they'd be like, well, you know, or when we started, when we reclaimed the word queer, you know, and we would say it in the community, you couldn't say queer amongst, you know, mixed uh, audiences because that was apparently offensive and so on. So, um, so Contact uh, did a lot of work to uh, contextualize music that was created and or performed by queer artists. And we've been doing that like since for the, the entire time that we've been doing it. So um, yeah, that's basically our thing. And, and, uh, and, and you know, since I've got you here, we're working on a couple of recordings. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Fantastic. And, and if you, if you, if you want to see some of the work that we do, we do a lot of online things. We do some streaming projects. Uh, we've got a couple up on the website. So uh, if you go to uh, contact.org or contactnewmusic.org, and again, that's C-O-N-T-A-Q-T.org, uh, you can actually see some of the streaming things that we've done and so on. And so we we don't, uh, we do actually uh, celebrate queer artists and so on. We don't do it just exclusively. So, but it is kind of, it's part of our, it's part of our modus operandi. Let's put it that way. I love that. I love that. And the word queer has taken on a new vibe. It's like the new inward, and it's all encompassing. It kind of fits in that whole LGBTQ community. I mean, it used to say gay, but people are like, wait, you're a lesbian. You can't be gay. And I, yeah. I said I was a gay woman. I still do. <laughs> but queer seems to be all encompassing that fits that whole param that whole umbrella yeah. of the LGBTQ, I think. I, you know, and I'll be, I'll be honest. I still, I still kind of feel uh, there's always this, this slight little uh, uncomfortable. 
cringe that happens when I say the word queer, unless I'm saying it like in a very, um, what's in a context where it's like, it's that word is so ubiquitous, then all of a sudden you can say queer. But if you're saying it, you know, um, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm talking to anyone that even like with the other folks in Casago, like, you know, I'm very, I'm very, uh, uh, conscientious of, of, of how do I do I say LGBTQ do I say queer do I say gay and for me sometimes gay and queer are interchangeable so it's 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 kind of it, we're still we're still figuring it out we are <laughs> we are so um speaking of Costco hmm. why did you go into the vacation rental business okay well this is actually um so as I had mentioned we when we moved our business down to Palm Springs, it, we had uh, started it out as a bed and breakfast in uh, Toronto uh, called Barefoot Inn. And, uh, and uh, I sh I'll just say right now that it's, the spelling was B-E-A-R-F-O-O-T. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. So now, yeah. you still have Barefoot Inn. Now, uh, no, that's gone dormant for now. I'll, I'll, uh, but uh, we started that as a bed and breakfast in Toronto. And uh, my, uh, uh, my husband uh, had always wanted to have like a small hotel. Uh, originally, when he was a younger man, he would always go to Key West. And so it was, you know, that was kind of the idea, the thinking. Uh, but as we, you know, as, as time went on, uh, we found that Palm Springs was probably more amenable to, the, to, to where we how we wanted to do what we wanted to do and where we wanted to do it. So we moved it, we moved it down here. And then um, after about a decade of, of running the hotel, it was, we, we both got older like everyone else does. <laughs> and uh, it happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, so uh, it was, we were just kind of looking for, well, what's our next step and how do we, how do we move away from this? And, um, uh, from actually being, cause when you, it was a small hotel, which we lived on premises. So it was a 24 seven job where, you know, we had people more or less in our front yard all the time. <laughs> they were always like, they were always there because we lived there. And, um, so for us to kind of go, okay, well, if we're going to wind down the hotel business, it, we needed to find a way to transition. And part of that was that we were we thought okay well we'll we'll get a a, a property that um, that you know we'll we'll use uh, and we'll also when we're not there we can rent out because vacation rentals are uh, it, it it's a uh, there's a lot of vacation rentals in Palm Springs Palm Springs is you know their main uh, their main industry here is tourism so if you're not in a small hotel or you're not staying at a vacation rental, you know, or a resort of some kind, um, vacation rentals are another option for you. And um, so we just were looking around for someone to manage it and we couldn't find someone to manage it. So, um, and also at the same time, you know, uh, are we, the advice we were getting was uh, you really need to kind of transition your business. And we were going to, you know, we were going to open a hot dog stand. <laughs> And then some, somehow while we were kind of in the process of, you know, kind of looking for a property that we could use as a vacation rental and, and the process of thinking, well, what, what will we do with our lives for the next little bit? It was like, oh, why don't we do <laughs> this vacation rental thing? <laughs> like, like you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the light bulb finally went off at one point. And um, we found uh, Casa Go the, uh, here, uh, which is a national company. They have about, if I'm not mistaken, more than 50 different locations around North America. And uh, but every one of them is locally owned What the way that they grew as opposed to the company saying, OK, we'll just open a place here. We'll open a place there. More or less the way it works with them is people who are already doing uh, a lot of a lot of the the, uh, the franchisees, for lack of a better word, uh, or a lot of the different markets are people who were running uh, vacation rental businesses already and just wanted to be part of something that was um that was bigger, a bigger community. So again, community, <laughs> and um, and it's a really great environment. Um, they, uh, you know, I just I literally half an hour ago, I was in a meeting with the other fifty plus some owners. You know, and we do oh, this. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, cool. Every week. So you all get to work together and guide each other through. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We get on a meeting. We get on a, a Zoom meeting, and uh, there's all of us are there. Plus the CEO, of the company, the COO, the all the all the C's, the A, B, C's, D's <laughs> of the company are there. And it's a very, it's a like it's everybody knows everybody, and it's a great thing. So it's, you have that, you have that really great support of of having that connectivity throughout all of North America and you have uh, all the good things that come with a larger company like you have somebody who's working uh, for instance with the revenue manager can can take a broad picture of the entire industry and then also focus in and he works with me directly to focus in on how Palm Springs works and uh, which is a great benefit for uh, the owners who sign on with us because we can uh, do realistic pricing um, and which gets people's houses rented uh, because you don't want to have a, a vacation rental that's not renting. And, but also we can also cater it to say, well, let's, let's take a more measured approach if you want. So, um, and that's something that if, if I were to do this on my own, if had, had I started decided I would reinvent the wheel, <laughs> I, I would be, I would, you know, everything would be, I'd be learning everything. So it, it was great to be able to kind of jump in uh, with the wheels turning already, which was great. And uh, just to have that support, like, uh, you know, uh, if I have an issue, I can call up somebody and say, I don't know how to do this. And somebody inevitably in the company will know how to do that. So that's a great thing. So, um, so uh, so basically it was kind of one of those things I almost said we fell back into, but it was actually, I would say more of a natural progression for us to go nice. come out of the, come out of the hotel, uh, owning, uh, business and go into vacation rental. Cause it just, it's, uh, if, and the nice thing is, is now, uh, my little joke is that instead of having people traipsing through our backyard at the hotel, I basically get people to traipse through other people's backyards. So. <laughs> So you actually cater to the tourists that comes from out of town and to the investors that own a vacation home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Palm Springs, uh, for anyone who's, who's, uh, for anyone who's, you know, um, looking to get into it or anyone who's traveling Palm Springs, uh, you know, because, because it's had, uh, um, it's, it's learned a lot and because, uh, travel is it's, uh, tourism is its number one industry. Um, it's, it's kind of heavily regulated and a lot of people find that, you know, kind of, uh, a, a, a bit, uh, um, 
limiting. I think it's, yeah, I think it's actually a really great thing because basically in Palm Springs, you can only own one vacation rental property, like one investment property. One, yeah. So <laughs> you can't, in other words, these are not corporately owned. When you're staying at someone's home, you are literally staying at somebody's home. It might be their second home. Like it might be there, like somebody who, who lives anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world might have a, a property here. But it is their property. It is their home. And it's, this, it's where they stay when they come to Palm Springs, which a lot of people do. It might be a future retirement home or something. So it is somebody's home. It's a home, right? Which is really kind of nice as opposed to it being like, because otherwise it turns into, well, it's, it's just a giant hotel room. <laughs> yeah. It's a little more personal here. And, and it's amazing because every homeowner really does put their own personality into the house, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. So you really kind of, you really kind of get a feel for who that person is and how well, how much they've embraced the Palm Springs kind of, you know, uh, uh, um, the Palm Springs vibe or how much they're kind of like, it's no, I'm like, I'm in Palm Springs and I'm, I'm my house is going to totally be reflect me and which is cool. It's just fine. And, um, and so uh, that anyways, it's, it's one of those things that I, I really enjoy about uh, uh, the, the fact that we, it's, it's, it's very measured and it's very controlled. And so what that means is, is that for a homeowner, um, you know, you, it doesn't get on what unwieldy, first of all. And then for the, the, for someone who's coming here and looking for a vacation rental, because that's, it suits people. If it's, you know, it's a family, you can stay in a house. If it's uh, a couple, a few couples and you want it, you basically, you know, you want to have a place to yourself and a private pool and all that. It's really great. Um, it's and that comes right into the next question yeah. about why it's the most owner friendly choice. We, Oh, um, well, it's right in, it's right in our, our credo actually. And, uh, and, and the credo is orange. Don't ask me the whole thing. <laughs> but the O stands for owner, owner centric. Um, so it, it's uh, because it was, well, Casago was started by uh, the owner, Steve Schwab, actually had a place in Mexico uh, that he was, he bought as a vacation place. And he didn't, that was it. It was just like where I'm going to go to in Mexico. He was from Phoenix and mm -hmm. he, uh, he had a place in Stony Point. Uh, Mexico, which I guess is fairly close. And um, he realized that, oh, geez, you know, when I'm not there, it's not being used. Why don't I start renting it out to, or I guess it started with friends even saying, hey, can I use your, you, can I use your condo when you're not using it? And um, so that m morphed into him actually going, oh, well, if friends and family can stay there, maybe I can help pay the mortgage. <laughs> So, um, so basically what this, this company is all made up of people right from the get go who were owners at one point who were doing this, were, who had a property, who put it into service, if you will. And, um, and so we always come from that point of view not to say that we're not going to make the renter happy that that's that's the every owner's objective right. the last thing you want as an owner is for someone to rent your property and not be happy there right so of that it comes hand in hand 
But the main thing is, is that we all, uh, we can all relate to uh, the owners of properties. I mean, we obviously own uh, one of the properties that we manage. So we're going to treat every property that we manage like it's ours. And that's, so it's that kind of a thing. I like that. So tell me about the variety of homes you offer. Well, we, uh, as we're just starting out. So we actually have um, uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, we have um, some really nice uh, properties that are tucked away in some nice neighborhoods. And uh, so uh, one, of, one of the places is like a three bedroom, uh, uh, three bathroom uh, house. That's a mid-century modern. Um, but over we the all of our mid-century moderns and yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and, uh, this one actually got kind of modified over the years so that it has the personality of the person who, uh, this one specifically, uh, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there and, and you're kind of prepping a property, the neighbors kind of come by, right? <laughs> they want to check you out. <laughs> so um, one of the neighbors told us that this particular property was owned by the very first chief of chief of police oh, in wow. Palm Springs. And so he built a little um, a little workshop in the back and then they added on uh, like kind of a you can call it either a casita or a mother in law suite that has a separate entrance and it's a fully equipped little apartment that's attached to the uh, to the to the apartment. So this one in particular has a brand new pool, uh, has uh, two master suites in the main house and then a, a little apartment. So it's a three bedroom, three bathroom. It's tucked away. It's very private. It's really nice, completely surrounded. So that's that's a kind of um, one property that we have. We have another one that's um, kind of in the just just ahead of the foothills, you know, because all we're, we're kind of in this big bowl uh, with mountains all around us. Uh, and so it's just, just kind of facing that as a giant sprawling backyard that's just like just uh it's just i can't i can't explain i can't really explain you think i could explain this backyard much nicer but it's beautiful it's a giant pool a lot of sitting area a lot of grassy areas um and uh again another mid-century modern and um and it it's it's really quite nice and quite lovely then we also have some condominiums for people who want to, who don't necessarily want to have like you know like I'll go, I'll go to the community pool. <laughs> I'm good right. to go there. You I know? don't need to go skinny dip in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. So people yeah. who don't necessarily need to skinny dip, we'll go, we'll, we'll stay in a, a condominium. So we have some, like a couple of two-bedroom condominiums. And, um, uh, oh, I, I'm not going to say because, I'm, you know, we, we, our goal is to get some, even some other larger properties. And so, because they do exist here as well. Um, so, um there, yeah. You know, so we're a very a variety of things out there for everybody, you know. So, um, you know, even down to like a one bedroom condominium, which is great for someone who's traveling by themselves or a oh. couple. Yeah, and and they just want to have a place to kind of park themselves, but it's like it's you know it's it's uh. But they want it more private than a hotel. They want, yeah. you know, yeah. they want to make their own coffee and cook their own meals, maybe. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah, you don't feel like you have to go down into the lobby to get to, you know to get anything. So everything's right there, you know. And then it's nicely it's nicely located so that you're right down on uh, on the 111 or East Palm Canyon, which means you're just minutes away from downtown 
or you just basically turn right when you come out of that property and you go down to where all the shopping is in Branch of Mirage and, and Palm Desert. So, you know, these, you know, it's uh, just a little bit of everything. You know? Nice. Yeah. Nice. So what are some things that you do for your guests to showcase that you go the extra mile in the vacation home and care? Well, <clears throat> we, um, first of all, uh, this is for both our guests and our owners is uh, when you're talking to us, you're talking to us. It's just us. <laughs> so if you need something, if something goes wrong or whatever, uh, you have a direct number to reach us with. And so, oh, and so if I want to rent a condo come summer, because I yeah. have a convention I'm going to come summer, yeah, I can just call you up. Yeah, you can absolutely. Yeah, and I'll and I answer the phone. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I do eventually. I mean, like it, it depends. <laughs> text to make sure i'm not spam or something. no that's not, that's not it but no basically we do go we do go through a centralized number but you'll get to me eventually and then what i do actually once once i've got you in the in, once you've kind of come in i'll give you my our direct line so like that's so you can reach out to me whether it's via text whether you want to give me a call whatever i will and i will respond i think that's the the biggest thing that um especially when it comes to vacation rentals uh, as opposed to like, you know, if you're in a hotel, you know, you would assume that you can go down to the front desk and someone's going to be at the front desk. Um, so uh, now it's a larger hotel. Some of the smaller hotels don't necessarily have that option for you. Um, but, uh, you know, in a vacation rental, you're kind of, there's no one there, <laughs> right? There's just, you're just in the property, right? And um, now, and so Basically, once you check in, you have the number that will you can reach out to me directly, and I'm only ten minutes away. So that is the main thing. So if ever you need anything, whether it's a, 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 just a directions to something, uh, a, a recommendation for something, whatever, or if something, God forbid, something's going wrong, I, I'll be I'm ten minutes away, and that's, that's about nice. it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So really that's, nice. that's the biggest kind of thing. Well, awesome. Do you have anything you want to close out with as we wrap this up? Well, I don't know. I, I'm again, I just want to say thanks so much for doing this. I mean, it's uh, it's I think it's just a great thing that you're doing for the folks that you're showcasing and awesome. also for the community itself. Because one thing I think is great is that you know, kind of reiterating or just kind of like uh, circling back to the idea of like you know, we all the progress that we make as a community. Um, uh, it's all nice to see, but I think that, you know, in, in, in today's world that, you know, there's still a lot of, um, there's still a lot of prejudice that's out there that we have to be aware of. So I think it's really great that when you can showcase uh, folks in the community doing things as real people, um, you know, and, and the variety of the things that you're showing, uh, on your podcast. I think that's just amazing because it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it just shows us as a dynamic folks that are, that are out there doing our things. And, and it also gives everybody an opportunity to connect, which is a really great thing. So, you know, like I, again, I can't thank you enough because we're just, you know, getting our feet wet with this. And, you know, one of the things that we want to do with our hotel, we cater to LGBTQ travelers 
And we, we want to continue doing that. We really want to make sure that uh, that queer folk who are who are traveling and they're looking at vacation rentals as an uh, as an option, they can feel very comfortable with us. That they're that they don't have, like you know it's it's like one of those things like you have to start explaining people and yeah and like and it's kind of like it's not for me to educate you as to how to deal with me, <laughs> you know. So when you're dealing with us, you know we're we're family, like you know, and and so. Um, so again, I, I just can't thank you enough for showcasing us, putting us out there and letting folks know that we're there and we're there for them. So, well, thank you. I love having you. You've been great on this, on this show. You've been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, you've been great. You've been, this, this is so much fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So thank you all for tuning in to Pride Pages podcast and don't forget to subscribe and follow. And we'll wrap it up.